0: And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Hey, welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here. Heather Shoemaker is with me via phone, like always. And in the virtual studio, we've got a guest with us today, huh, Heather?
1: Yes, we do. This is uh, Missy Smith, actually hailing from my own hometown of Traverse City, Michigan. So welcome, Missy.
0: Thank you. It's great to be here. So what are we talking about, Heather?
1: Well, you know how I like to talk about tough subjects that nobody else talks about. And uh, Missy, among other things, is um, um, good at talking about tough subjects. She's, she's the head of Gun Safe Mom, um, talking about keeping kids safe and um, touchy topics involving real guns and real children.
0: This sounds delightful.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I I'd like to start off with a story because when I um when I was first getting into playdates with my kids, I suppose around age 4 when when my uh oldest preschooler was wanting to go over to somebody's house, I dropped him off at the house and then afterwards when I picked him up and I, um I remember seeing the garage door was fully open and there were a whole bunch of hunting rifles and things which living up in northern Michigan is completely normal, Mm -hmm. but I'd never thought about it as dropping my kid off at this house and not asking those kinds of questions ahead of time. So, um, Missy, do you want to jump right in there and and say what what got you going with um, Gun Safe Mom and some things we should be thinking about?
2: Yeah. um, Well, the the impetus for Gun Safe Mom took about 30-some years in addition to a couple of big, very really, um, significant life experiences for me. Um, one of which was that when I was, uh, almost 14 years old, my brother was invited to the home of a classmate, someone he didn't know very well. Um, but someone who had been very persistent in trying to get my brother to come to his house. Um, and unbeknownst to us, um, you know, we didn't really know anything about this family and, um, but he did. My brother went over there, and within twenty minutes of his arrival, he was shot and um, shot and fatally injured um, at this boy's home, uh, which is in a wealthy suburban Detroit neighborhood. You driving through, you'd think, "Wow, life is really good here."
1: Can um, I, can
0: I call a timeout for a second? Absolutely, Heather. Did you know this story?
1: Um, I knew that her brother had died from a. Oh, From a um, uh, classmate or something. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and the next time, give Jeff a heads up because um, oh, that's gosh. Missy. That's I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, sorry for the interruption, yeah. but that's that's yeah. No worries. That's shocking. Um, okay, go on. Sorry.
2: Yeah. And, and I know it's, it's one of those things that I've come to just be able to talk about and roll off, but yes, it does take people by surprise and it does, because you just don't think these are not the kinds of things that happen, but this was 1986. Yeah. So our family struggles through this. We, we keep rolling with life and I have a family of my own. So fast forward to the year 2009 and I'm, my own kindergartner is going to her first play date. Um, with a neighbor, someone we have a relationship with, I think, oh, I have girls. I'm kind of safe with this whole gun thing. I actually was very relieved at the birth of a daughter because I knew the gun toy thing was something that, gosh, maybe I'm off the hook and having to deal with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, There actually really was a thought about that. Um, But unfortunately it wasn't thought enough to think that, her own first play date would cause a a stir in this regard, which two weeks after it, I found out there was an accessible firearm in the, in the house at the time of her play date. So all of this put together really is what launched gun safe mom. And why is it so hard to talk about? We need a visual cue. We need a reminder, a way to really keep coming back to this as a topic of parents um, in our conversations.
1: Yeah. So Wow, Missy, I mean people who are hearing your story for the first time, I think we all have this cold hard stone in our guts of just that is a tough story to, to live through and, and and it's amazing to me and probably even to you that despite having something happen so close in your family that that it wasn't the first thing on your mind when you're dropping your child off for a play date. I mean, even even with all that history it's right. still something that we don't necessarily think of or um, have, can I say, the courage to ask?
2: Right. We just don't think. We think the likelihood is so small that something would ever happen, that it's, it's better to have smooth, easy, happy conversations with our <laughs> parent peers than it is to dig into something that could be sensitive. I Once I thought of it, I found it
1: was um my, do- my my kids are both um, still pretty much petrified about dogs, and I know a mm-hmm. lot of young kids share this one. And so it was totally second nature for me to ask, um, you know, he hasn't been to your house before, um, do you have a dog? And then as soon as I asked the dog question, it was easier to say, and do you have a gun? Mm-hmm. And if you do, how do you store it? Just that sort of thing, because if I started with dogs, it was a lot easier mm-hmm. To jump into the next question.
2: Absolutely. I mean, even if dogs is not a thing for your family and you need a real basic, I encourage people to jump in with a phone number <laughs> because sometimes we don't even have each other's cell phone numbers, uh, depending on the community and the way in which the play date came to be. You know, there's just making sure you have the necessary contact information, talking about allergies, just even though my kids don't have allergies. I like that one too. It's a great one. In addition to the dog, to start the conversation, because um, keeping it at safety mind. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so how do you
1: find that um, people actually ask you these questions? You know, the other other direction. Do you do you find people ask um, whether it's allergies or whatever? Do they just ask a few opening questions or?
2: Uh, when you're at when someone's someone of of me if someone were coming to my house
1: or uh, if it, do, you, do you find it's pretty typical for people to ask questions or just drop the kid and oh, see you in 5 hours oh it's very i think it's very
2: typical people do not want to suggest that they would distrust or question anything that you're doing when you're entertaining their children uh, and it's 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 surprising um It's, it is surprising to me now that you you start thinking about how many, how many, how many safety concerns are just questions in general, not that you even distrust, but how many places that room for how many room, how much room there is for errors to happen (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and kids to kids to get into things that, you know, maybe we are, are not ready for, um,
1: Yes, so here's another story we were. I was actually on a book tour for my first book, and so my husband was on duty, uh, and he had, uh, my youngest was, I don't know, two-ish, maybe one and a half, and it was supposed to be his nap time. So he was being bedded down in in a relative's house, and of course he was quiet, but he wasn't asleep. And uh, my husband went in to look, and he had found two very interesting items because uh, they didn't have kids or grandkids at that point, so they weren't at all kid-proofed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he pulled out my great-grandfather's sword, had a, oh. had a scabbard, and then he also had a paper cutter, one of those huge industrial paper cutters. Oh. <laughs> it was like up and down with the blades. So, you know, you never really know. We, we, but, um, those
0: those things better I be added to the list.
1: Be, yeah, yeah, add, add swords and paper cutters. <laughs> I mean... I tend to be pretty relaxed about risk um mm-hmm. and not going overboard with that sort of thing but I think that um there's there's a few basics I, I don't add that to my list of do you have a sword do you have sword? <laughs> <laughs> um but it is something people have very different um houses and very different um uh, personalities of their kids too for example there's some houses that we know even though our kids are friends, we don't knowing the personality of my youngest, we don't think it's a safe house to go to just because of what he gets into, <laughs> so some of it's knowing your own kid and and what they're likely to do when they encounter a a different situation
2: absolutely
0: and, and so how do we get to that conversation where do we, we we just have to toughen up and and ask hard uncomfortable questions because I, I love the idea that people feel they don't need to ask these questions because I wish we lived in that world um, where you, you could just trust situations and locations and people all the time um the the sad reality is is it's probably more prudent for everybody's well-being to to ask those tough questions uh now and again and and so how do we get in the habit of doing that how do we how do we start how do we how do we make it make it non-confrontational because you got a gun um could Mm -hmm. Kind of start the conversation. I mean, that puts people on defense and and all this kind of stuff. So, we're how do we how do we make this happen, Missy?
2: Well, as Heather said, it's, it has a lot to do with you have you have a relationship with a person, whether you know them really well or not. You're trusting them to care for your child. So, um, there's all kinds of things that they may or may not know about your child, and and the. You know, again, going for dogs and starting with some of those soft safety topics is, is really a nice way to roll into it. Um, and, you know, a lot of the people people kind of expect it from... They don't necessarily know to expect it from me, but mm-hmm. I just said, hey, you know, it's this is nothing personal. I just have to... I just need to know it's my thing as a parent. Can you offer me... You know, you have guns in your... Do you have guns in your home? It's a yes or no. And then it's really... It's really that reassurance. I said, I'm asking. Can you just reassure me if you do have guns in your home, that hey, you've got them. Can you just tell me how you have them stored, uh, leaving it kind of an op- as an open-ended question? Not. I really encourage parents. You know, you're not out for a laundry list of what people keep. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're not. You're not as. You're not saying they're good or bad for having or not having a firearm in their home. This is a conversation about facts and not feelings. That helps um just ensure the safety of your child um and before and after hunting season it's not necessarily limited to the first time a child comes to the home either yeah Uh, it's a conversation to keep coming back to hunting season happens firearms come out firearms get put away people go to target practice you know the status of firearms within a home changes um depending yeah. on who's living there and how they're being used so um, just because someone gives you, the, gives you the reassurance one time that hey yeah we've got it all put away and you know what if my mom my own mother had the forethought to ask about this yeah. when she dropped my brother off at this home she would have probably gotten some reassurance oh yes we have them they are all locked up the ammunition separate from the firearms hmm. and that was true However, the boy had independent access to both the guns and the ammunition and could unlock where they were. So you have to not only consider what people have, you have to consider the status of the firearms, but really what's that individual child developmentally capable and, has, and um, has, has, what's he been given access to? Um, asking whether or not kids can independently access the firearms if they're both locked is a question most people wouldn't think to ask. Um,
1: Wow, that's super sobering because I only go to the level of, you know, how do you see them sort of thing. But, you know, the kids also have been pretty little, so...
2: Right, um, and we're entering a new zone, you know, as kids, my kids are now, my kindergartner who at that first play date is now a teenager, you know, who... She's in that same. She's as old as I was when my brother died, and I just think about, wow, you have a lot of skills as teenagers, and you're put in a lot of different situations. Some of them could be pretty precarious. So how do you? Um, and and throughout, of course, gun safe. Mom, I get stories from people all the time, like, oh, teenagers at a party, and someone comes down with a gun. It happens. Um, yeah. And how do we are? How do we help our kids know? How to negotiate situations and
0: and so as a gun safe mom when you when you are setting up a play date or something a, a visit to somebody else's house and you start asking those questions what what is your mm-hmm. what is the answer you want to hear I mean what's the ideal ah uh, I'm comfortable with this response
2: well and that's going to be that's something that I really try to help people understand with gun safe mom is that m- what my answer is isn't really what your answer might be. Uh-huh. you might have a really different level of comfort. With the way firearms are stored within a particular home. There are eight ways in which a firearm can be stored in a home, only one of which is truly going to prevent a child from getting to them. Um, you know, the combinations of being locked, unloaded, locked, loaded, and accessible, you, you have a, v- a variety of combinations there. That can all pose different threats. So parents have to do a lot of, actually, it's why I do workshops with parents, is to help them think about what is their comfort zone? What are they okay with? And most people would say, well, yeah, I need to make sure it's locked up and so that kids can't get to it. But to really know that accessibility piece beyond just the locked Uh and away from kids is really something most people don't think about. It's the accessibility, not necessarily whether it's locked and loaded. So, right. so um, it's, it's
1: education it's, for the parents yes. as much as for the kids, and also thinking through. And so there's there's basically. With this conversation, two huge groups of people. There's those who own firearms in their homes and have some knowledge of how they work or how they should be stored, and right. then there's other folks who've never even seen one except in a picture mm-hmm. and right. really have no clue. Um, and so there's there's different levels of information that are that mm-hmm. are even needed to know what questions to ask.
2: Exactly, and that's why, in this whole in all of the debates and talks about guns you know, being, this is a really, these are some really practical things to consider as a parent. Um, and really, when I, what I go for, Jeff, in, in this, when you're looking at that accessibility piece, if somebody tells me they do have firearms in their home and, I, and they, they say, oh, they're locked, kids, they're locked and I've got them stored separately and da, 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 My next question is a lock question is your do you lock with a key or combination and biometrics what yeah biometrics is another way so how how do your how are your your safes locked or how mm-hmm. are your guns locked to ask that next question because if it's a key, um I've had one conversation where my reassurance was was reassurance was granted to me because the, I have the key on my person at all times and in all places, mm-hmm. it is never anywhere else, but on their body. So you have to know if it well, if there are keys are do you keep them where, who has access to the keys? So you kind of, you might have to dig a little bit mm-hmm. because taking the answer of, Oh yeah, everything's locked up. We're good. Some people might be okay with that, but if you really think about it, knowing to go to that next level of, hey, keys, biometrics, or combination lock, and who has access to it. Another parent came to me once, and she said, oh, Missy, my own husband won't tell me what we have. Oh, Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> and, well, you kind of, you kind of, or, or you won't tell me how to get in, how to, how to how to get in the safe he really believes that it's only him who has that knowledge if because he wants to protect that knowledge so that there's nobody else who would know how to get into it um which is kind of preventative from anyone else accessing it in an unauthorized way yeah so lots of good thoughts there but it's different different for each parent and what what's okay with you it's a big conversation. With I was going to
1: ask, um, you know, the name of your group, Gun Safe Mom. Um, I can hear some dads saying, "Well, what about Gun Safe Dads?" Or can you explain your reasoning why you thought it was so important to target the mothers here? Can we pause? Well, can, we, can we pause with that yeah. question
0: and then uh, mm-hmm. come back with a fresh episode with the answer? Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> That's what, that's what producers do. Hey, this has been a Renegade Rules. We're going to come back with the answer to Heather's question, but you've got to wait a week until the next episode. Um, but, hey, you're going to do that because that's what our listeners do. Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye-bye. You guys Bye. can say bye-bye. Bye. There we, there we go. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Schumacher.